Welcome to tonight's Andrea K show. It is Friday Eve. Thank Jesus. Yeah, I'm loving that intro. Y'all lucky all I'm telling you to just walk this way. I'm feeling bossy tonight. I'm in a mood. I am. Because we've got a great show for you guys tonight. We've got Congressman Andy Biggs is going to be back with us. It's been a while since he's been here, and I'm glad he's going to be here tonight because i got to put him through a lightning round. i got to talk to him about what is going on, the truth about Joe Biden and how he is enabling and, and aiding and abetting the enemy, Russia. That you're and and you're not you're going to hear a story that you're not hearing anywhere in the mainstream media news. We're going to ask Congressman Biggs about that. We've got to talk to him about uh, January sixth commission and what's going on there, as well as the political prisoners that have been held. We're going to discuss that with Congressman Biggs, as well as with we've got first time on the Andrea K show tonight. We've got an author named Scott Powell, and I've been wanting to have him on the show because he's got a book out called Rediscovering America, and he talks about the history of America through the different holidays that we've got. And he had an interesting piece out from Memorial Day about Washington and Lincoln. And I think it's very relevant in regards to what's going on today in this country and how we reclaim our freedoms and how we're going to go about it when we have political prisoners in this country. And I'm going to I'm going to talk about Ukraine. Of course I am, because literally they're on fire tonight and not just the country. It's not just the schoolhouse that's on fire. No, it's the nuclear plant. That's on fire in Ukraine today. But you know what? What we cannot afford to do in this country is fail to recognize the fires that are burning in this country here at the hands of the Democrats. They want you focused over in Ukraine so much so to where they actually stood with a picture. It took a picture today with a United States flag that had been altered, had been desecrated to look like a Ukrainian flag. Got much to talk about tonight. We'd still love to hear from you. 888-344-1170. I'm on all the socials at Andrea K and streaming live right now on Facebook at TheAnswerSanDiego.com. Before I go any on further, I've got to bring in my buddy here, my partner in crime every night of the week. It is DJ Potato Skins. Unanimous potato. That's the rare unanimous potato. DJ Potato Skins. Say it again. Scary times, Andrea. Scary times. And, and made scarier when you consider that the Democrat Party is actually a part of it. They want you to be focused on Ukraine. That's why they're standing out today wearing the blue and, and green and actually desecrated the United States flag. Look, I am I am horrified by the images that I see coming out of Ukraine. Of course I am. You know, I have a soul, just like I'm devastated with all the different ways in which there's brutality being heaped upon people across this country by despots and dictators and totalitarian systems. Of course I am. But you don't destroy the United States of America in the process. Put your put your put your parents, put your oxygen oxygen mask on first. Right. You cannot allow the United States of America to be to be destroyed. And that is what's going on here. And they want you so sucked into the horrors of Ukraine that you're ignoring the horrors going on in this country and being perpetrated against us. Do, are, are we under siege here in this country in the same way Ukraine is? No, but we are metaphorically, we are symbolically in the tearing apart of this country. I never want to see. I didn't see my man Congressman Biggs in that picture with the United States flag that had been altered to be half Ukraine. We are that is such a symbol. It's not only meant to manipulate you and suck you into ignoring what, what's going on here, but it's also about the new world order, right? The global the, the the global machine. We are not Ukraine. We are not Ukraine. We are not Belarus. We are not Russia. We are not Great Britain. America's supposed to be special. Well, well, we're supposed to be a sovereign nation. 
That's what we're supposed to be. And the global new world order is about not having any borders or any boundaries and having one world government, right? And that's part of what that disgusting symbol was to me. I am devastated what's happening to the people over in Ukraine. But we got to stay focused on what's happening here. And let me tell you why. I mentioned this briefly on last night's show um, that there were negotiations going on uh, in Vienna involving Iran and their uh, nuclear capabilities. Why, why are we even negotiating with Iran right now? Well, the excuse is, is we might have to buy Iranian oil, right? Well, we wouldn't have to buy Iranian oil if we were energy independent, if Joe Biden had not pulled uh, the Keystone Pipeline and then, you know, paved the way for, and removed sanctions on Nord Stream 2 for Russia, right? So um, there's a thread. The person who broke the news on this is a Gabriel Narona, and he's a, a former State Department career guy, former advisor, I believe, to the Trump um uh, to the Trump State Department says that uh, some friends of his in the State Department were so concerned by what was going on in these negotiations that they contacted him and allowed him to publish details of the coming deal in hopes that Congress will act to stop the capitulation. Some points. Um, the person negotiating the Iran nuclear deal on behalf of the United States is a Russian dude named Mikhail Yulianov. At the time that Russia is, has invaded Ukraine and is killing and slaughtering Ukrainians. Think about that for a moment. Let that sink in. Um, the con- according to him, the concessions and other misguided policies have led three members of the U.S. Negoti- negotiating team to leave. These are people that contacted him. Um, he says, here's what you need to know. The deal being negotiated in Vienna is dangerous to our national security. It is illegal. It is illegitimate and in no way serves U.S. interest in either the short or the long term. Here's why. The U.S. has promised to lift sanctions on some of the regime's worst terrorists and torturers, leading officials in the regime's WMD infrastructure, and is currently trying to lift sanctions on the IRGC itself, which is Iran's terrorist arm. That's the Iran Republican Guard people. These are the people that have killed over 600 Americans in Iraq and Afghanistan. They're preparing to rescind the Supreme Leader's Office Executive uh, Order EO13876 as soon as this coming Monday. Live sanctions on nearly every one of the 112 people entities sanctioned under it. Um, this includes Mohsen Rezaehi, who was involved in the 1994 bombing that killed 85 people in Argentina. It also involves lifting sanctions against Brigadier General Hossein Dangan, who led the IRGC forces in Lebanon and Syria when Hezbollah bombed the Marine compound in Beirut and killed 246 U.S. service members in 1983. Who else? A senior advisor to the Supreme Leader Khomeini, who was charged in Argentina for homicide for the 1994 AMIA bombing and who was one of the, who was the ideological mastermind behind it. He's the one who helped prop up Assad's brutality in Syria. And it goes on and on and on. Even even back to 1979, sanctions would be lifted against Bonyad Mustafasan, who, um, which is a massive conglomerate that system, systematically confiscated property from Jews and Baha'is after 1979. Uh, and this is just a part of it. And if these sanctions are lifted... And if this this deal goes through, they will have the capability of having a nuclear a, a nuclear weapon within nine years. 
And if we uh, 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 lift sanctions and they're and they're starting to sell their oil and their gas around the world, even if it's not just the United States, that the the proceeds from their energy sources goes 100 percent to fund their terrorist activities. So this is the United States allowing Russia who's been in bed with Iran, Russia was funding Iran's attacks against our soldiers in Syria, in Afghanistan, and in Iraq. The Biden administration is taking active steps in funding terrorism terrorism and harming the United States of America. Look at the position they're putting Israel in. There's a reason, excuse me, a reason you didn't hear the word Israel in, in the State of the Union address. Are you hearing this news anywhere else? Not hearing it. Nowhere else. Um, he goes on to say um, the U.S. is now in a far worse negotiation negotiating position uh, because we left uh, the Iran deal. Now the cost is going to be higher for Iran to give up their nuke pl- program. Oh, no, this is a response from somebody blame Trump for tossing out a deal that c- constrained Iran. That is this is the, this is what we're up against. Democrats that, that think that Trump pulling out of the Iran nuke deal was a bad deal. Insanity that we're dealing with here. Speaking of insanity, let's end this segment on, on, a, on a good note. Uh, yesterday, there was uh, Ron DeSantis, who is my favorite elected uh, official outside of Congress right now, my favorite governor, indeed. So he goes to talk to this, to announce, he goes to, to the University of South Florida to have a discussion on cybersecurity. And he walks up to the podium and he sees, he sees the, um, the set that's been designed, uh, by those involved in COVID theater. He sees the step and repeat sign behind with the University of South Florida. He sees the students lined up all in masks and it makes him really angry. I want to play this clip. You do not have to wear those masks. I mean, please take them off. <laughs> Honestly, it's not doing anything, and we got to stop with this COVID theater. So if you want to wear it, fine, but this is, a, this is ridiculous. My man, DeSantis. Of course, the left today is like, these children, what a bully. This is why we have anti-bullying programs in schools. Well, first of all, let me tell you, those are not school children. These are adults. These are these are college students. These people are old enough to, to join the military and take up arms. Right. And DeSantis sees what's happening when he walks up. He sees that this was a set that was that and he calls it out accurately for what it was. This was covid theater and it was specifically designed to put him on the spot. They wanted the photo op of DeSantis, who's been pushing back against mass mandates and requiring that the schools stop them across his state. They wanted to force him to stand there in front of kids in masks, students, not kids, adult students in masks to put him on the spot. We even have a, re- a reaction from a mom if you want to hear it. Uh, well, yeah, in a second. So, um, so he did absolutely the right thing. He said, "This is COVID theater. You want to wear the mask, fine." And he and he handled it correctly because he's telling him, "Look, I'm not telling you you can't wear a mask, but I'm telling you this is COVID theater. What's going on here?" He called him out for the planning of it. If you want to wear the mask, fine, but this COVID theater has to stop, right? So then, then a mom of one of these students was railing against DeSantis later. Listen to what she had to say. It's just shocking that the governor told these kids, take off your mask. He pretty much said, take off your mask is stupid. And take off your mask. Your parents don't matter. Well, first of all, 
He didn't say anything about parents not mattering. And by the way, lady, are you not aware that your that your child? I mean, I get it that when your kid's sixty, he's still going to be your child. But this is a grown adult. Why are you standing there defending your kid like he's like he's a two year old? And and second of all, she wasn't wearing a mask when she was when she was on that news, was she? Skins. That just nope, she wasn't. That just says it all, doesn't it? If this is all they got on DeSantis. He's in really good shape because let me tell you, there ain't anybody who would vote for DeSantis had a problem with anything that he did. He, these are adults that he called out for their participation in COVID theater. And let me tell you, you don't want to, you don't want to have an adult conversation, then step off the porch. Okay. Then, then act like the kid that you are and step off the porch and let the adults have a conversation. You know, Florida is not perfect, but DeSantis sure does know how to stand up and take these people to task. He has not made a bad decision. From the jump and who he's hired and how he's well, I, I, I correct that before I take a break. He actually said that he was wrong to go along with the 15 days or 14 days to flatten the curve in the lockdowns. He should have never gone along with it. And when he realized he had made a mistake, he reversed course. And that's what Trump should have done. That's a leader. Going to take a break. We come back. Scott Powell's going to be here, author of Rediscovering America. And he's got an interesting take on this country and uh, what we need to do to reclaim our freedoms. Stay tuned. Get more from the Andrea K Show at OurFreeNation.org. Just search Andrea K, spelled K-A-Y-E. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Before the break, I was telling you guys about these negotiations that were happening over for Iran to pave the way for, not just pave the way for Iran, to make billions of dollars that they can use to fund their terrorist arm, but that the sanctions will be lifted from that terrorist arm, the IRGC, as well as terrorists going back who who've committed terrorist activities going back to 1979, including killing over 200 Americans uh, in, in Beirut barracks, as well as 600 U.S. service people in Iraq and Afghanistan. The enemy is within, and that's it within the U.S. government. And this and this is news coming as we also understand that the Biden administration paved the way for Putin to be invading. Um, It's it's Russians guy who's handling these negotiations at the same time that Russians invading Ukraine paid for by the Biden administration, um, uh, shutting down our Keystone pipeline and removing sanctions off of Russia. The enemy is within. And you know who predicted that the United States would not be taken down um, by outside forces, but within. It was actually Washington and Lincoln. And here to discuss is Scott Powell, author of Rediscovering America, How the National Holidays Tell an Amazing Story About Who We Are. And he joins me now. Hi, Scott Powell. Welcome to the Andrea Kay Show. Uh, Andrea, it's a pleasure to be with you and your audience. Well, um, I wish it was on better circumstances because when I I read an excerpt from your book, um, that we talked about, you know, President's Day in Washington and Lincoln and how they predicted that it would be, you know, the what well, I guess it's our fifth column would take us down. And read and, and it, 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 it may be sad, but also as I read your headline just now, it struck me how the national holidays tell an amazing story about who we are. Um, are we now are we really uh, in terms of who we are now? Is it really who we were at the founding? Is it who Washington and Lincoln were? Yes, that that is true, but uh, we still have this residual in uh, many Americans who uh, typically they're older because the younger generations have been largely brainwashed. But we have a uh, certainly um, 
the older generations clearly remember a very different America. And those that have studied history and know some of our uh, you know, documents surrounding our, our founding, the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, and so forth, uh, have, a, have a much different perspective because they're grounded in the truth. They're grounded in the actual documents of, of our founding and, and why our government is superior to others. Most young people who criticize America really don't, don't understand anything about how our system works. Well, no, and we're not teaching history. We're not teaching Washington and Lincoln. We're not teaching uh, Washington's farewell address, which you, you talk about in your book is prophetic. And it warned of three sources of peril to liberty in the American Republic. And you say these are more relevant now than ever before. Number one, the failure of citizens to be well-informed. Internal division because of party factions and hyper-partisanship. And number three, the decline of religious obligation and national morality. Um, you know, I talk about this in a different way all the time on my show, which is the cultural Marxist movement that has destroyed the fabric of our nation, destroyed the Judeo-Christian principles and values on which this country was founded. Um, and the cultural Marxist movement has destroyed our schools and not teaching history and amping up the anti-Americanism. As well as, you know, the cultural Marxist movement to, you know, deny, you know, um, religion. And I mean, to the degree to where we're, we're literally recruiting, you know, kids into transgenderism. But as you're talking about older Americans, I'm flashing on this Patriots convoy, these truckers on their way to D.C. The majority of them, these are like people in their 40s and 50s, right? And if you and if you watch the video of of the guy who's behind this this the american truckers you know his description of 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 is like straight out of your book he's talking about this is supposed to be a government of the people by the people for the people and it's not and they're going to dc because you know it's it's like they're saying what washington and lincoln predicted is here and it's happening right now and we got to go do something about it oh i i i uh really support uh any efforts by the citizenry of America to express their protest uh, about so many things that are happening. So many of our policies are, are hurtful to Americans. It's almost like we've come to a point where the government is against the people. It's against the success and the prosperity of America. And I attribute this really to uh, the deep corruption that comes from an international globalist organization. We call it the deep state, and the deep state has tentacles right into our government, into our uh, administrative state, into our schools. Uh, and really, the, the common thread of this is really, as you point out, uh, a Marxist orientation. You know, it was Antonio Gramsci and the Frankfurt School who really hatched cultural Marxism in the 1930s. Mm-hmm. And this is all explained in my book, by the way. Oh, good. Uh, you know, uh, it was recognized that as, as capitalism, democratic capitalist countries, you know, created upward mobility for people, the proletariat was simply never going to rise up. So in order to realize the Marxist state, they recognized that we had to go, uh, th- there had to be an alternative approach, and that was the cultural approach, taking over the cultural institutions. They called it the long march through the institutions, and that has been completed now in America. Almost all of our cultural institutions are dominated by anti-American, pro-Marxist, communist-type thinking. Yeah. And I'm serious about that. Yeah. American people have to wake up. This is the 11th hour, mm-hmm. and we are in a spiritual war, the likes of which we have never seen before. 
This is not, well, an election cycle, you know, we'll vote, we'll, we'll vote the bad guys out in November and then we'll return to some normalcy. No, this, this is uh, really the last opportunity we have to correct the direction of America. Absolutely. And they didn't get what they wanted, which was H.R. 1, which would make permanent all the election fraud mechanisms that allowed them to um, to take the election in November. And it was it wasn't necessarily by dominion or, you know, it was through shenanigans like the Pennsylvania state um, you know, Supreme Court who changed the election rules. It was by uh, the Wisconsin um, special prosecutor that was was assigned in an investigation and found up there in the state of Wisconsin all uh, the that uh, Zuckbucks, you know, Zuckerberg basically affected the right. the outcome of elections and yeah. not just Wisconsin and beyond. And they want to make that permanent. And that's, you know, that, that didn't happen. Um, but that doesn't mean that our country is gone. If we, we not only have to take, we have to, and here's the quandary that I've got, Scott Powell. It's like we keep voting for these Republicans, but we had the White House. We had both houses of Congress. We had the Department of Justice and we had we had the FBI and everything else. And there still was no there, there wasn't Trump did a great job economically. But as long as this this administrative state exists, which is far wider and far deeper than most in the conservative media were willing to admit, unless we route them out. I don't know how we get our country back. Well, you know, it, it, I, I agree with you, Andrea, that the, the challenge that we face is really formidable. It's almost what we would call impossible odds. How will we overcome? And that's why the power of this book is so helpful to people to read, because from the very beginning of uh, from the discovery of America through through the the, the, the pilgrims and the founders and, and the Civil War period and, and the, you know, the civil rights movement, uh, what we find is that the challenges were absolutely as daunting as our challenges today. And yet at every stage we prevailed, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we, we prevailed, you know, just take the beginning, the pilgrims, right? They, they, their ships almost sank twice. Uh, they came and settled in Plymouth. And in the first winter, half of their call, half of their people mm-hmm. were died of, of disease. Right. And, you know, and in the time we have left, I mean, I'm so glad you're talking about this. I need to read your book because it might give me hope. But with one caveat, though, well, just to summarize, because I could go through each stage, but each challenge when the people turned to God, when they relied on God, when they asked for his help, God showed up. Mm. That same God that opened the Red Sea for the Israelites, that same God that saved the pilgrims, that you know, that gave the wisdom to the, to the founders that helped, helped Abraham align the civil war with the cause of abolition of slavery. You know, when, when Lincoln started the war, it was only, uh, to keep the nation united. His war was due to the, the cessation of the Southern states. It, slavery was not an issue and he was losing the war until God said, you need to align the cause of this war with the abolition of slavery. Once Lincoln did that, Mm. And he did that through his prayer life. The whole war changed, and we know the outcome. That's but a make, still, great point. You know, we needed the civil rights movement to bring completion, to realize the vision of the founders. That's you know nearly a 200-year span of time. But God's time is not always our time. But right now it is emergency time, and we, we need to uh, you know, return, repent and return to God and ask for his intervention, ask for his help, and he will give us wisdom. There is a way to get out of this mess that we're in. God has a way. That same God that saved 
earlier generations can save us now. Scott Powell, I'm so glad you came on the show tonight because this was this was a, a word we needed to hear. And well, tell, tell your audience how they can get the book. It's real easy. You just Google my name, Scott S. Powell, Rediscovering America. It'll be the first thing that comes up. It'll be the Amazon listing. It's now the number one book of new releases in the history genre. It's been number one for three straight weeks, and the book isn't even out yet. Wow. So something's happening here. It's very powerful. Yes, it is. I think it'll sell out quickly, so I'd encourage your readers uh, to take advantage of the pre-sale period. The books will be shipped on the release date, which is only five days away, March 8th. Well, Scott don't Powell, pay attention to the $28 list price. It'll be a $20 book because Amazon discounts books. Awesome. Thank you so, so much for okay. writing the book. Thank you for being here tonight. God bless well, you. Thank again, you, for- Andrea. Let's do it again. I All will. Right. We'll have you back real Thank soon. You. Very good. Yeah. Thank okay. you. All right. Y'all stay tuned because coming up, we've got Congressman Andy Biggs will be here. The Andrea K Show, strictly adhering to and preserving our First Amendment. Follow Andrea on OurFreeNation.org. Just search Andrea K, spelled K-A-Y-E. Andrea K, the donut queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Before the break, we were talking to author Scott Powell about his uh, book, Rediscovering in America, and amazing takes that he has on this country and the hopes for this country and optimism that while we're in the 11th hour, if this country returns to God, we can, we can, we've been through harsher times than this and we can actually take our country back, but we've got to be willing to uh, turn to God and uh, maybe go through some hard times. I tell you who's been willing to work on, on behalf of this country is my favorite congressman, Congressman Andy biggs and he's back with me tonight hi congressman biggs welcome back hi andrea the donut queen yes i've been telling you i'd love to talk to the donut queen (laughs) i'm sitting here with one left over i'm going to eat after the show okay now it yes it has been so long since you since you've been on here that i'm going to have to put you through your paces and i know it's late back dc time unless you're in arizona i don't know um, I'm on the East Coast. Okay, you're on the East Coast. Um, so let's start with something kind of easy, work our way in. I guess the Senate today has um, passed that uh, to end the um, emergency, the national state of emergency, and you're calling Pelosi to have a vote on that, yes? Yes, absolutely. She, I mean, it's long overdue. This is, this is not the first time I've asked her to to have a vote on this or something else related to ending COVID and lifting mandates. But, but, you know, the Senate's, the Senate's uh, lifted theirs. They voted to lift it. Now it's time for the house to do its job. And, and, and let's just get this country back to work. I mean, after all, if, if the house of representatives can go sit there without masks, Oh my goodness. How silly. Uh, then it's time for the whole country to, to acknowledge that we're beyond this. So if the house votes for it, will that end the mask mandates on federal transportation like airplanes? It should. I mean, it, if, well, it's got to get to the president and he's going to have to, to make it, uh, make his decision. My guess is he has made his decision or his team. I'm not sure he makes decisions, but I think his team does. <laughs> and, his, and his team this basically said we're getting killed in the polls over this issue. It's time to pull the plug on it and take the masks off. So uh, I, I think so. Well, except that it seems to me like there's 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 strings, right? There's strings, Pinocchio. Like, were you there at the State oh. of the Union the other night? Were you there? No. Well, we. I was in D.C. I, I watched from my office. There were a lot of us that chose to watch from our office. Okay. 
Yeah. Uh, See, you weren't there. Well, good for you. Okay, because my understanding is, yeah, you didn't have to wear a mask if you were willing to go and take Nancy Pelosi's handpicked test at a certain location. And that's the way it Mm is. So I feel like it's smoke and mirrors that they want to present optics that, you know, they're easing restrictions when there's there's still mandates all all over the place. Right. And I didn't like how he was continuing to push for um, 70 something percent of you have gotten the shots. You've done the right thing. You know, we're running out of patience on the rest of you. So my perception is different, I think, than pretty much everybody else, even my conservative, you know, media colleagues and people at Newsmax, you know, that I, I don't see this as the government easing up really on the American people. I see them shifting and wanting to push towards continuation on the shot mandates as he's talking about these diseases and there's plans for national passports. And I guess my question for you is if we do take back the House and the Senate, what Congress plans to do to end any of these mandates that are, will continue to, to be in place when you guys take over? Well, we actually are, we're actually trying to slow up with again with, with Mike Lee and some others in the Senate. We're trying to slow up this this budget spending bill that's going to run in the next uh, not next week, probably the week after uh, to take all the 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 mandates off. Uh, I mean, it's time to do that, yeah. and that's 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 why it's so critical that that the House pass the the end of the of the emergency because then we actually have more leverage on that point. Look, when we when we're back in in there in the majority, Biden will still be the president, but we we still have leverage points. We mm-hmm. you know we'll be investigating. We're going to have there there will be probably some impeachment committees that they get formed. There'll be investigative committees that go. There's also bills that 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 pre- President Biden has to have, like budgets and those types of things. He's going to have to make decisions, and we're going to have to use those as leverage mm-hmm. to peel back some of the terrible policies that he's implemented. Yeah, like um, policies that have basically funded Putin's war in Ukraine from Keystone Pipeline and sanctions um, being uh, lifted from the Nord Stream 2. Uh, there's reports coming out about the United States allowing Russia to be negotiating an Iran nuke and, you know, deal, which is, which is insane. Um, You know, uh, you know, I I don't know if if we don't have the white house, what we can do since we won't have a commander in chief. Um, But certainly if he asks Congress to, to fund some of this crap, you guys can say no to it. Speaking of that, it seemed controversial today that Matt Gates, you know, joined with the Democrats to not allow to restart the Keystone pipeline. Can you explain that to us? Um, I am, I am stunned to hear that. I, I did not hear that. So, um, I, I'm, I would be stunned if that's accurate, then I am stunned because, um, the Keystone pipeline has got to come back. Yeah. We, we've not, not just the Keystone pipeline, but, but Biden himself has got to come back and, and he has to allow extraction, exploration, development, um, and fracking, he needs to unleash all of Americans, uh, America's energy, which, by the way, we we have the cleanest natural gas in the world. We have we have made an art of environmental friendly exploration and development. And if we can get that back, we, we, we it's a twofer for us. Mm-hmm. Our, our consumer price index goes down and also Putin loses a lot of the money that he's getting to um, uh, basically run his war. Mm-hmm. 
So I'm sorry. I had not heard that. I had not heard that. Well, I mean, news for it with me. Well, um, you know, the reports are is that, you know, it would because to to, part of that package would be to have drilling off the coast of his district, which includes I I think he's off the panhandle and there's Navy and military installations there. And I get that that's controversial. So, you know, and and, you know, and I know that Trump even banned drilling there. Um, But at the time Trump banned drilling there, he had also opened up Keystone Pipeline and we were energy independent. So these are the types of things that can be that can be multi-layered um you know so but i just i didn't know if you had any inside take on that to share and i shouldn't have put you on the spot with asking you no, about no, that no no that's problem that's not a problem because um if it, matt has always been very clear they don't want in his district and mm-hmm. off florida and he's not he's not alone in, in the republican delegation in florida they don't want the drilling to the moratorium to end off the Florida coast. Right. If this would be a typical thing, um, if the White House basically um, uh, launches in here and says, "Okay, we'll give you Keystone, but you got to give us this," right? Because they they know that that puts a leverage point against Matt and some other people. And re- instead of just opening it up and say, "This is what we're going to do." Um, right. Right. Instead of just doing the right thing for the American people and opening up Keystone, yes. you know, they basically threw in a spoiler and, you know, and forced, you know, Matt, to, Matt to do that. Um, uh, it, in terms, got to shift gears in terms of uh, also when we get down the road to you guys, the Republican Party taking the House and the Senate, what they're going to do, what you guys are going to do about these political prisoners held. You know, I, I'm reading reports from Julie Kelly at AM Greatness that we've got uh, that what it part of there in in an effort to overcharge these people who have been held with no bail and put in solitary confinement, they had to, they're hiding where Kamala Harris was and where Mike Pence was on that day. This is one example of the tyranny going on here because if they were present, it's a greater charge on the people. But the reality is, is Kamala Harris was at the DNC. She wasn't even at Congress and neither was Mike Pence, but they're hiding it, that information, in order to keep the charges. This is just one example of the tyranny that's going on with the U.S. government being weaponized against people who the large part of them, Congressman Biggs, committed no act of violence. We had one commit suicide last week because he was looking at 20 years when he did nothing more but walk in after the doors were open and take pics behind velvet ropes. What is the Republican Party? What can y'all do once you get power about this? I, 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 well, I'm, I'm just trying to get the majority of my colleagues to pay attention to that right now, mm, mm. Andrea. And and um, so I've we had Julie come in actually and testify in front of one of my committees. I've done a podcast with Joe McBride as one of their attorneys. I'm trying to raise awareness within my own conference because once we do get authority, I mean, you do have a couple of judges in the D.C. Circuit who have been outrageous outrageous in their misconduct and they should not they should not be allowed to stay on the bench and so that's an impeachment the other thing we have to do is we have got to start cleaning house of this these uh, woke uh, activist uh, uh, u.s attorneys who are pursuing these charges and then i'll tell you another thing we also have to pursue cleaning up the the public defender's office as well some of these folks have public defenders who hate them who they literally hate these guys. Now, some of them, even though they, they despise the, their client, they're actually in their pitching. They're, they're filing the, the requisite motions. But the judges are just, uh, you know, in the tank on this stuff. So it is, this is not 
This is not what a constitutional republic looks like. It's not what due process looks like. It's not, you know, these people talk about equity and justice. This is not what equity and justice looks like. This is what um, basically, a, you know, a banana republic looks like. That's, yeah. that's what it looks like. Yeah. You, you weaponize these, the, police, the, the police agencies, you weaponize the judiciary to go against your political enemies. That's what's happening here. And so uh, the best way to do it is, again, we should be, in my opinion, the Republican Party now, our leaders should be forming working groups to preserve evidence and be prepared so that on day one, we can begin investigative committees on, on things like this. Everything from the January 6th, uh, prisoners, uh, treatment, mistreatment to um, uh, insider stock trading. Um, by members of Congress like Nancy Pelosi for Pete's sake. Yeah, I, uh, I want to ask you about the Durham report and Hillary Clinton is spying in investigations into that. But I want to quote a judge who had said when it came time to uh, de- detention, my concern is that he still harbors the belief even after the election results were certified, the Electoral College was processed, that he continued to harbor the belief, the false belief that something untoward was happening with the democratic process. Um, even if you were to set a, a suspend your disbelief, this person would sus- judge would suspend the disbelief that there were no nothing untoward that happened, even though it's been documented. You, you uh, 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 as American citizens, are, uh, I guess now we're not allowed to hold a belief. Well, that's that's right. I mean, think about this. Um, if you go back and look at polls, at polls all the way back to the Bush v. Gore uh, issue. You will see that it's something like 75, 80 percent of all Americans believe that um, the, the elections are not free and transparent. And, of course, when Republicans lose, more Republicans think that when Democrats lose, more Democrats think that the point is that's that's just the, that's the overwhelming majority perception because we have to clean up our elections. But the second thing is, and it's right to your point in America, in America, you are allowed to actually have an opinion and a viewpoint that's contrary to the government, to the, to the establishment or, or to anybody else. You're allowed to do that as long as you are not um, asserting violence and, and harming somebody, as long as you're not making a threat. But you can say, look, I, I mean, communists are allowed to roam the streets of America. For Pete's sake, we've got some in Congress. Yeah, they yeah. Can say, they, they can say what they want and what they believe. We, and, um, we we have got to counter that with good ideas, good thoughts, and 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 the right ideas to counter that. That's called the First Amendment. That is free speech, freedom of assembly, right to uh, seek redress from your government. All those are being denied. Mm-hmm. Um, well, by, yeah, by, by a judge like that. Well, in in fact, the people it, basically this judge has imprisoned a person for a belief in this country. That's a mm-hmm. political prisoner, and this judge there should have already been impeachment. Uh, papers drawn yeah. on this judge. I don't have time to ask you about the Durham report, but Congressman Biggs, I've put you through about five or six topics. You must be exhausted. Uh, you you deserve uh, a donut, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's always great talking to you, Andrea. Thank we, you. I appreciate keep this up. Yes, I appreciate you. All right. Take good care. Thanks. And you guys take a break. We're going to take a break and then we'll see you on the other side. The Andrea K. Show, strictly adhering to and preserving our First Amendment. Follow Andrea on OurFreeNation.org. Just search Andrea K. spelled K-A-Y-E. A.K., Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her. 
Don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. You know what occurred to us throughout this hour? There may be people out there who don't really understand the complexities of this whole Russia-Ukraine situation. I mean, it goes back many years. It's very complicated. So we thought we'd play you a little concise summary of the situation. So Ukraine is a country in Europe. It exists next to another country called Russia. Russia is a bigger country. Russia is a powerful country. Russia decided to invade a smaller country called Ukraine. So basically that's wrong. Everything you need to know. <laughs> um, that that's the that uh, what was that uh, Ukraine Russian Russian geopolitical politics for dummies? Is that what that was? That's exactly what it sounds like. Oh my gosh! It, I, I, I'm old enough to remember. I'm sitting there and I'm hearing this earlier, and it's pretty hilarious, right? I mean, this is this is this is number two in the United States of America. Biden, who can barely walk, doesn't know where he is half the time, could fall over tomorrow, and that's who's commander in chief. Oh, we're sitting pretty, aren't we? I mean, can you, I'm old enough. Do you remember Sarah Palin and how, oh, she's not, she has no foreign policy experience. This was, she was a governor that everybody mocked her that she said, I can see Russia from my house. The complicated energy deals that she put together as the governor of Alaska would blow your mind. And yet she wasn't good enough to be vice president. But this is what we got. Ukraine's a country on a map. Russia's a country on a map. And Russia went into Ukraine and that ain't good. I mean, there's more complicated foreign policy in a Bugs Bunny cartoon. Is there not? I trust Bugs Bunny. Foghorn Leghorn, man. Wow. Listen, thank you to my guest tonight, Scott Powell, Powell, Congressman Biggs. Thank you, Kamala Harris, for breaking down the much needed Ukraine Russian complicated situation and thank you all we we'll see you tomorrow night 6 p.m pacific time peace out and the message said end the message <laughs>